Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, John June. And of course, as always, got my guy, my Woo. co-host, Greg Penniman. Greg, what is good, man? Oh, man, what's good? You know, I'm feeling real good right now. You know, I got, got into the playoffs in the majority of my, my leagues the, that I wanted to, the important ones that, that really control my heart. Uh, also, you know, these starts of the week killed it this week, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, the Giants still are first in the division. Uh, shout out to that top, not top 10 defense, top five defense. Now let's go. Oh man. Yeah, man. It's always a great feeling when you make it to the playoffs. I I also made it to the playoffs in, in most of my leagues, but there you go. Yes, sir. Uh, the league of extraordinary people, uh, the league, <laughs> our, our, our league of record here on the, on the fantasy football diagnostics podcast. Uh, I'm not going to make the playoffs and that hurts, you know, it, does. it really does hurt. So, yes. um, you know, I'm gonna look forward to this constellation bracket though, you know, <laughs> maybe, uh, play spoils, sp- play some spoils over there. I don't yeah, know. Maybe man, play spoils and the waivers, you know, you got a little couple bucks left, you know, I don't know, do some over there. Uh, you know, um, some people, you know, there's a, that's a, that's actually a conversation that might, uh, some people feel strongly about. So oh, that's the conversation every year that has like a debate of like every year it turns into should a teams be that are eliminated. Yeah, should yeah, they yeah. be active yep. on waivers and whatnot? Yep. yep. I mean, I say that you just do it, man. You, you've been playing you, 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 it's not like you're doing it because you're out. Like you were, this is just who you are. This is just how you play the game, right? You just, you're just continuing to play the game. Yeah. No, some people so, really play to get like the highest position, like fifth, fourth place. Like those, it matters to some people. So yeah, I mean, in order to keep doing that, you got to stay, stay better. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, look, you, you want to have some of the best players on your team because you want to be able to root for them. You know, not trying uh, to finish last. So. No, of course not. You don't want to finish last, especially if there's a, if, especially if there's some kind of punishment for I finishing know. last. Facts. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You definitely got to be able to to work the waivers or whatever. But you know what? Let's move on to this recap. The recap this week thirteen, this pivotal week thirteen. That's still not over because we got Tuesday night football. Nope, nope. Uh, tomorrow we got a Monday night football game going on right now. Uh, we do get Thursday night football back this week, so. Um, that'll be fun, but let's get to this recap, recapping the quarterback position, man. And the QB one on the week, man. I mean, we kind of all alluded to it, um, but we couldn't confidently say it. I was, <laughs> I was, you know, I was, I was itching at it a little bit, but Derek Carr, man, 32.74 fantasy points, 28 of 47, 381 yards, three touchdowns, five rushing yards, one rushing touchdown did have an interception, but a game-winning touchdown pass to Henry Ruggs on what what, what will go down as one of the most historic calls of uh, the last five seconds of a game. Actually, the first of its kind in that situation, according to ESPN. Um, you know, for a team to run a cover zero blitz with that much time left <laughs> on the clock in in that situation in terms of a score. Uh, situation that cost Greg Williams his job today. Some people, Jets fans, as, as my as such as myself, will call uh, Greg Williams a martyr. But um, <laughs> you know, that's just. That, I just think he did. He, you know, he did. He did the franchise a favor. Right? He did. That's all he I'm really say. did, man. Oh man! Like but you Greg, just gotta, you Greg, gotta think about how you know it's a little, little sketchy going on, like how it happened and everything. Look, people keep saying that, oh, you know, the Jets tanked. I mean, first off, you wouldn't fire the guy right after True. he True. did, you know, if you, you got to cover, you gotta cover your bases, thing. though. You have to cover yeah, your you bases. you got to cover your bases. But at the so same time, right, this is who Greg Williams scandal. is. 
This is who he is. He had done, he he blitzed Derek Carr on the two drive on the uh, the drive before when they were trying to win the game. He had Darren Waller one on one with Marcus May, and there was offsetting penalties. Like he had literally just done it. He did it against Pittsburgh last year at the end of the game. Like this is who Greg Williams is. Like yeah, now nah, his like, ego <laughs> plays over his his uh, actual mind and skill. So and that you can't have that in the NFL. So I'm definitely glad he's not. I mean, you know, Saturday doesn't have a job anymore, but, you know, he doesn't really deserve to be a DC. Yeah, man. I mean, one of the funniest things I've seen today was, um, you know, and shout out to New York J. Matt at New York J. Matt. I think it was Matt or Mike, but both those guys really funny on Twitter. Anyway, one of them said that um, at Greg William makes one bad, one horrible play call and he's fired while Adam Gase has been allowed to coach 28 horrible games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> All yeah. 28 horrible games. Yep. And he's still employed. But anyway, Greg, we've spoken enough about this. Greg, what do you what do you make of Derek Carr and his uh, comeback performance here? Uh, it was a great performance. You know, object- objectively, we said this was a good uh, spot for Derek Carr. It's just that recency bias is really holding me down. But, uh, you know, it's a good spot for him against the Jets. A great matchup. And he came through, uh, got it to his people. Darren Waller, the machine that he is. He's, he's better than your favorite receiver, man. He's, he's been killing. Uh, and, you know, he was able, they were able to do it without Josh Jacobs. Um, and they play well in comeback mode. Uh, got it to Henry Ruggs. You know, got it to Agu- I mean, Aguilar. Had 11 targets. But, you know, he was able to target a lot of people. And he did well. Yeah, man, definitely. Somebody else who did well, man, the QB2 on the week. Uh, Baker Mayfield, man, three straight games in solid weather, uh, yes, three straight QB1 performances, man, yes, uh, t- 28.96 fantasy points, 25 of 33, 334 yards, four touchdowns all in the first half, one fumble loss, 11 uh, total scrimmage yards, also got you a reception in this one, so uh, if you play in PPR leagues or half PPR leagues, came through for you there. Greg, what'd you make of this performance by Baker, man? Yeah, I'm just glad we, we figured it out first. So we, we we got the recommendation to people uh, this week, you know, with the weather uh, statistics. Um, so he played well. Uh, he's feeling real dangerous right now, definitely. Uh, with the nice little toe tap, too, with the play where Jarvis Landry got him got a catch, too. So that was nice. Um, uh, yeah, Baker's playing well. He's playing hot. Uh, you know, he's he's doing what he has to do to for them to win the game. Um, and, you know, hopefully they can close the deal to get – that first winning season since the 90s is amazing. Yeah, man. Baker definitely coming through in this one. Uh, the Browns, man, looking good. 9-3 and three now. They're a legitimate playoff team. Yep. Uh, I, I picked them to make the playoffs earlier in the year. So um, that's coming to fruition now. I mean, and, and Baker, I know he. a lot of people don't, don't necessarily respect him. But man's been playing well, man, despite what, uh, what people have been saying. But another guy who's been playing well. Ryan Tannehill, even in the loss, uh, came through for fantasy managers. Uh, Greg, he was our co-star of the week here. 28 of 56, 28.56 fantasy points, 29 of 45, 389 passing yards, three touchdowns, uh, one two-point conversion, also got an interception. Uh, Greg, what do we make of uh, Ryan Tannehill's performance this week, man? Yeah, yeah, good start. You know, doing what he has to do even in the garbage time most of the game, especially that second half. Uh, almost was able to make it a game at the end. Uh, crazy that they did. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, playing well. He's going to have a good stretch of him being a QB1. Uh, the schedule is nice. Yeah, man, Ryan Tannehill definitely. Um, you know, there, he's always going to be a victim of some touchdown variants with, with him and Derrick Henry. You know, obviously, we see him pass for three touchdowns this week. We saw Derrick Henry run run for three last week. So, um, you know, there's always going to be some, you know, that some of that going on there. But Ryan Tannehill, man, uh, he's he's a QB one man. We've been saying it mm-hmm. for for about over a year now. So, um, the QB four on the week rounding out the top twelve. QB four, Matthew Stafford. The QB five, Greg. You you said it, man. The bounce back was coming for this guy. And a guy we'll, we'll get to in two more spots. Yes, Jared Goff, the QB6, Taysom Hill, the QB7, Cam Newton, the QB8, Aaron Rodgers, the QB9, Kirk Cousins, your stream of the week, Greg, the QB10, Sam Darnold, the QB11, Deshaun Watson, and the QB12, Patrick Mahomes. Um, yeah, Greg, you said uh, Derek Carr, Jared Goff, Cam Newton were all going to come back or all going to bounce back. You said you, you don't see it all happening for them all in the same week. But you don't sell yourself short there, man. 
They all bounced back in the same week. Oh, yeah, man. I just pat myself on the back. But, yeah, definitely this is uh, good for all three of them to come through. Um, let's just hope that the consistency comes. And, now, you know, this is fantasy playoff times. If you're going <laughs> to trust one of them for week 14, you know, uh, Rams play the Pats. So can we trust Jared Goff against the Patriots coming up the best defensive game of the season? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Obviously, we'll get to that one in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's tough to tough to go against Jared Goff. Obviously, you saw the result of the Super Bowl a few years ago, um, you know, when that offense got shut down. Um, some honorable mentions here. Big Ben, uh, mm-hmm. even in a loss to Washington, uh, you're still seeing that volume. Um, you know, just the, the the volume of pass attempts that he's getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tua in a good matchup against Cincinnati showed up well, and then uh, Jalen Hurts, man. I mean, came in for for Carson Wentz um, in a game against Green Bay. Uh, you know, provided some spark to that offense a little bit, um, and you know, so gonna be interesting to see. I mean, we all, we obviously know what. Um, you know, rushing a quarterback's you know rushing ability can do, and what could it bring in terms of fantasy value? Um, so Jalen Hurts could be interesting if if he is named the starter down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the moment he got in, he was able to get it downfield uh, to you know Greg Ward, and uh, was able to hit people. Uh, so yeah, maybe he can uh, also bring in that that rushing uh, with with that too. I know Carson once you know they pulled him back a little bit, but maybe Hurts they unleash a little bit more in the rushing. Yeah, man, I'd, I'd like to see that for sure. Um, but the Jags at the week at the position, um, or some of the Jags this week at the position, uh, Justin Herbert, man, and that's a tough one. Yeah, man. Uh, a tough one for, I know, us here, you know, huge proponents of, of the Herb. Um, you know, this one's just tough because, you know, we, we are Justin Herbert managers, and so we experienced, um, you know, some of what you, you all out there Playing who have Justin Herbert who played him, uh, we all experienced what you had experienced as well. So, uh, Greg, what do you make of this performance here by Herbert, uh, and just what are your thoughts on on him this week? Um, you know, I mean, he faced Belichick for the first time. Uh, you know, got a maybe uh, you know a w- awakening, but no, it's one of the starts. His first rookie start, uh, first bad rookie start. I mean, he you know he's a rookie. Uh, he'll bounce back. He'll be fine. So for fantasy and for for real football. Yeah, man. I mean, Belichick is. This is not the. He's not the first rookie quarterback to make Bel- to to uh, that Belichick has done this to. Yeah, and he definitely will not be the last. So, um, yeah, man. It's gonna be. It's it's tough if we if you started him yesterday uh, and if you missed out on the playoffs because of it. Uh, it sucks, but you know. Yeah. Definitely, it's fantasy. Bias it does. happens. I, I don't, 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 uh, don't go hard. Yeah, the recency bias for Herb. If you got suffer from it, uh, he's he'll most likely finishes the QB one next week and in the week after. Yeah, man. Um, and then some other jacks to the position. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. He was my stream of the week. He did not come through this week. Uh, obviously, we'll probably get to that in a little bit later as to why. Maybe he didn't come through this week, but. Um, Matt Ryan also did not come through, even though Julio played and, and you know was good himself. Uh, this New Orleans defense is legit now, so uh, don't probably don't want to go into the teeth of that anymore. Um, yeah, no. Nah. Any other Jags this week at the position, Greg? Um, no, nah, no. Nah. All right, man. Let's move on to the running back position and the RB one on the week, Greg. Your start of the mm-hmm. week this week. David Montgomery, man, 25.1 fantasy points, 17 carries, 72 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and you alluded to the uh, the reception, the route running, the pass game work that David Montgomery was getting, adds four catches for 39 yards. Uh, Greg, what did you make of this performance here by your start of the week, David Montgomery? Yeah, man, David Montgomery just in the smash spot uh, like we were talking about before. Um, you know, it's really more about how horrible Detroit is against the run, um, more than like David Montgomery, which is why this made sense. Uh, but David Montgomery's been producing all year, giving you again a great draft value where he was getting him uh, in drafts. He's giving you borderline RB one value. Yeah, man. I mean, David Montgomery, uh, he was a sixth round pick, a sixth eighth round pick, depending yeah. on when you were drafting, because he obviously had the injury. 
Uh, I think before the injury, he was a fifth-round pick. Ends up playing week one, so returning pretty basically, I mean, basically pretty good on that value. Um, and, and he's been, I mean, I mean, in PPR leagues, I believe he's the RB11 right now. That's awesome. Uh, you know, ha- yeah, and half PPR, I think he's probably slightly lower than that. But um, Dave Montgomery's been really good, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, th- just imagine what he could do in a, in a better offensive situation. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, the running back two on the week, though, Someone who maybe might be in this spot next week. Uh, oh, yeah. Hint, hint. Uh, oh, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Jones, man, 22.3 fantasy points, 15 carries, 130 yards, one touchdown, added three catches for 18 yards. Uh, pretty much got that half of his yardage, more than half of his yardage, and his touchdown, rushing touchdown, on one carry at the end of the game. But, hey, fantasy football, we'll take those points any way we can get them. Yes, sir. Greg. What do you make of this performance here by Aaron Jones? I mean, that's how he got us the chip last year. You know, he's explosive. He's able to do it in one play, uh, and he could do it all around and throughout the game, and he's got Detroit next week. So, oh, man, I can't wait. You know, he, it might be one of those weeks next week uh, where <laughs> fantasy playoffs uh, might be ruined for a lot of people who's going against him. Ooh, thank God I have him in our dynasty league. <laughs> um the RB3 on the week, man. Finally, we get this game from this guy, man. Jonathan Taylor, 21 fantasy points, 13 carries, 91 yards. Uh, also added three catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, and JT looked good in this one, man. Uh, Greg, what would you make of his performance here by Jonathan Taylor? Uh, yeah, man, this is a good game from him. And just, just keep continues to add the, the volatility of, you know, these, these Colts running backs. But uh, more often than not, <laughs> I mean, it seems like, uh, last couple of weeks, JT's been getting a little hot, so he's been more more trustworthy. I'm just hoping the time where we're able to trust him, he 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 doesn't, you know, he comes through like he continues to come through. Um, so I think we can roll him out there as a a very strong flex value next week. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, RB front of the top twelve, the RB four in the week, uh, Dalvin Cook, the RB five, James Ooh. Robinson, the RB six, Ty Johnson. The RB7, Chris Carson. The RB8, Adrian Peterson. The RB9, Nick Chubb. The RB10, Alfred Morris. The RB11, Alvin Kamara. And the RB12, Cam Akers. Um, Some honorable mentions here. Melvin Gordon, uh, Wayne Gallman, Miles Gaskin. Welcome back. Yes, sir. And uh, Kenyon Drake, man. So, Greg, what do we make of these uh, stud running back performances, man? First of all, Dalvin Cook got 32 carries. Oh, man, that's just beautiful to see. Crazy. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. crazy. Like today in 2020, that's awesome. Uh, but other than that, good to see the gas man back. Um, two Giants running backs, not named Saquon, in the top 24, top 20, basically. So that's uh, pretty cool, awesome. And, yeah, I mean, you know, pretty nice week for, for running backs. J.D. McKissick falling in there, a nice PPR back. Yeah, man, it was a nice week for the running backs. Definitely a nice week for the quarterbacks as well. I forgot to mention that earlier. But uh, Cam Akers, man, 21 carries, uh, 72 yep. rushing yards, yep. added here. a touchdown on the ground. So um, seems like he's taking that, you know, you know, he, t- he took the running back, you know, took his large, uh, larger share of snaps this week. So seems like he might be taking that position. Yes, sir. Um, but you know, is dealing with a shoulder injury now. So that'll be something to watch there. Um, you know, and then, you know, getting to some of the Jags this week. And, and one first Jag I'm going to talk about, man, is Miles Sanders. Uh, you know, Doug Peterson, what are y'all doing, man? <laughs> I saw a tweet which basically summed this up perfectly, man. I mean, J- Jordan Howard couldn't beat out Miles Gaskin and Matt Breida, and Salvin Ahmed. But here, Doug Peterson has given him more carries than Miles Sanders. That's ridiculous. Not giving, him, giving Miles Sanders his carries to him. So what are we doing here? What are we doing? Ridiculous. It's crazy. I mean, Boston <sighs> Scott, with his, if you're in a turn yardage league, Boston Scott has come through for you. <laughs> but that's about it. Like, uh, it's it's pretty, pretty, pretty bad for the, the run game. I mean, with the with the weak quarterback play, you would think they would rely on it more, and so I'm not sure what's going on. Yeah, no, it just doesn't make sense. Um, some other guys, uh, Derrick Henry, 
Uh, that this game just went south from the very beginning. Yeah, uh, you could tell if you roster Derrick Henry, it was oh, not yep. going to be a good day. <laughs> I knew about the second quarter <laughs> once it was like thirty. It was never down by thirty or some point like that. I was like, "Yep, uh, it's pretty much over for uh, his whoever he's at right now. His output is where he's going to end at." <laughs> I think at one point I was just sitting in the second quarter just like, can we get back to the positives and I'll just be okay? Oh, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> he was just sitting at minus .5 for so long, it felt like. Yeah, he did. He got a couple runs in the beginning, the third, and then that was it. Um, And then Austin Eckler uh, not, did not come through the way we, maybe we thought he would this week against New England. Yeah, but not um, yeah, no, none of the charges did, I guess. In parents, so I mean, he yeah, of, of, the, of the charges, the he charges. did the best. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, um, you know. And then Latavius Murray did not come through as an RB two that we might have thought that he was this week. Uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, he was healthy, but I don't think anybody. You shouldn't have been playing Todd Gurley. No, depending, the knee you know, popped up too again after the game. So yeah. Um, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, he basically did not play at all in this game. Um, and yeah, he was a classic you know, <laughs> emergency start and didn't play at all. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is. It happens. Stuff like that happens. Um, you know, you're just going to just, it is what it is. You know, hopefully yeah. you made the playoffs and, and, you know, you'll play Clyde, you'll play Clyde next week. Um the and then Frank Gore uh, ends up getting a concussion in this game, uh, so he uh, is not able to to finish. And I actually, right before I think the day before this game, I had Frank Gore in my starting lineup for one of my home leagues, and I switched him out for Jonathan Taylor like the day before. So nice. Um, yeah. So felt good about. Felt good about that after Jonathan Taylor's performance, uh, you know. But obviously, um, yeah. Moving on to these wide receivers, man. Uh, the wide receiver one on the week, uh, Corey Davis, man. Twenty nine point seven fantasy points, eleven catches, one hundred and eighty two yards, one receiving touchdown. Uh, Greg, what do we make of Corey Davis, man, and his his resurgence as a uh, a you know, a talented wide receiver in in fantasy and in, in the in the NFL. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. Definitely his best full season uh, since he's been here. Uh, this is it's good by him. Um, you know, he was a, a guy that was popped up on the waiver wire uh, section a lot uh, week to week. And um, you know, we told you to go get him. I'm glad he's coming through, especially after the bounce back after the Chicago week. And he's been killing. So he continues to be, uh, I think, a strong wide receiver too with AJ Brown giving you that wide receiver one value. Yeah, man, he's absolutely been killing. Um, I know, you know, obviously he had that zero, and, and some people were tilting, and I, you know, I was saying, hey, if you if you drop if he's dropped, go pick this guy up. Yep. And you know, since then he's been he's been continuing to dog for you. Um, the wide receiver two on the week, no surprise here, yes, sir. Devonte Adams, man, twenty nine point one fantasy points, ten catches, one hundred and twenty one yards, two touchdowns. At this point, it just feels like Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams down around the red zone. It's just, you know, guaranteed almost at this point. They might as well just, you know, kick the extra point when they get down there. Yeah, it's guaranteed. I mean, this man is an absolute surgeon as as far as his route running. You know, he was doing mm-hmm. some moves on Darius Slay, which is making him embarrassing him. He got him hurt on one play, like a, some of the cuts he was doing, because uh, <laughs> Darius Slay had to just change direction so quickly. He just can't handle it, man. It, it's it's amazing to see what Devontae Adams could do in the field. Like, it really looks easy for him out there. Yeah, man, Devontae Adams, just such a stud, man. Um the wide receiver three on the week, though. Oh man, this is a guy, man. I, yo, I just I said this. I said it since like earlier in the week in the year. He's been giving me AJ Brown vibes, and and you know what? It's it's even. I think it's gone farther than that at this point. Uh, that's Justin Jefferson, twenty two point eight fantasy points and half PPR scoring, nine hundred and twenty or nine hundred. <laughs> wow, I want to give him nine hundred receiving yards, but nine <laughs> catches, one hundred and twenty-one receiving yards, and one touchdown reception. That's on thirteen targets. Um, Greg, what did you make of this performance here by Justin Jefferson, man? Yeah, man, this is this is Baby Moss, man. This is what he's doing. He's doing all year. 
been killing uh, for you um, with Adam Thielen, uh, both giving you wide receiver one level. He's been a stud. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully you you have him. Uh, hopefully you have him in some dynasty leagues, some keeper leagues, because, yeah, this is going to be a, play, a person that's going to be on this list uh, for a lot of times. Yeah, man. I mean, if we talk about the time since he took over, since he started on the outside, um, you know, for Minnesota in week three, there's only two receivers that have more fantasy points per game than Justin Jefferson. That's Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's end elite. of list. Wow, yeah, yeah, and that that means yeah, no one's been better than him, uh, other than yeah, those two people. So that means yeah, you're you're killing right now if you got him. Justin Jefferson has been has been absolutely killing. I mean, if we want to talk about you know uh, league winners off the waiver wire, Justin Jefferson has got to be near the top of that list because he's been killing almost every week. Yeah, I mean, especially with this AG news, I mean, Jefferson can yeah hold it down. He'd probably be number one. Yeah. Uh, one more stat on Jefferson, and we'll move on. Uh, one of, uh, along with Odell Beckham Jr., Randy Moss, 1,000 yards through his first 12 games of his career. Yeah, no, I mean, I was thinking of Odell, what he's doing, like keep going with this and the early season numbers he's about to put up. Um, yeah, so hopefully he could just stay healthy. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, rounding out this top 12, uh, the wide receiver four on the week, man. Marvin Jones has been killing it, man. The wide receiver five, T.Y. Houston. I mean, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, <laughs> the wide receiver six, Jamison Crowder. The wide receiver seven, Rashard Higgins. The wide receiver eight, Tim Patrick. The wide receiver nine, Kiki Kuti. The wide receiver 10, Adam Thielen. The wide receiver 11, Deontay Johnson. And the wide receiver 12, Jarvis Landry. Greg, what would we make of this performance here by, uh, you know, or some of these stub performances here by these wide receivers? Uh, yeah, good to see, you know, some old faces. You know, T.Y.'s, first of all, been doing well last couple weeks, so that's good for him. Crowder, also good to see him back. Uh, oh, also Cole Bleasley, you know, he's he's been killing today, so he's stuck. Oh, he's up dogging right now. The wide yeah. receiver four, actually, right now. Um uh, and yeah, uh, Deontay Johnson, this man, just every game, you know, he's gonna finish the game with the most targets. It's amazing. Yeah, man, gotta love that. Uh, and Kiki Kuti, uh, coming through, man. Yeah, y'all, you know, so, you know, filling in for Will Fuller, uh, you know, stepping up right away. Showed us, showed us something there. And then Tim Patrick, man, this dude is a baller, bro. Yeah, absolutely. He really is. Yeah, he's been the most consistent Denver receiver all year. Um, for Drew Locke, yeah, it's been in a tough situation. He's been coming through. I think that says a lot for him. Definitely, definitely. Um, and then, you know, some honorable mentions here in terms of studs at the position. Uh, Gunnar Olszewski, man. I mean, if you play in a return yardage league and started Gunnar Olszewski, uh, you had to be happy there. Um, mm-hmm. Wide receiver for the New England Patriots. Uh, Donovan Peoples Jones also coming through. Uh, you know, if you play, if you're in a dynasty league, maybe he's somebody to watch for. Um, and then Cam Sims, man, he's somebody that we were talking about before we hit record uh, from the Washington football team, a wide receiver. Uh, he's somebody that caught your eye. Is that is that right, Greg? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, you know, catch my eye for a couple weeks because I, you know, I expected Steven Sims to come through. But then when I kept her and Sims watching Washington's football team, I'm like, that's not Steven Sims. That's that's Cam Sims killing the last couple of weeks. So uh yeah, he's um definitely gonna be you know mentioned for maybe some intrigue down the line. Yeah, man. And then uh Michael Thomas also coming through as well. Um, you know, nine nine for one oh nine here. So uh coming through with a pretty big day there, you know, with Taysom Hill is still at quarterback. Um but some Jags this week at the position, man. Uh, A.J. Brown had one of the most heartbreaking plays that you could have if you are an A.J. Brown manager. Tyreek Hill, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, Tyreek Hill, definitely. I mean, Tyreek Hill uh, definitely had you know a heartbreaking play. But A.J. Brown, uh, you lost points on that play. <laughs> yeah. That, that goes from – that's basically an eight-point swing there. You know, you go from having a touchdown there and a sure AJ Brown touchdown to a a, a, a fumble. Uh, oh no, sorry, that wasn't a. He didn't lose points for that play because because Tennessee ends up scoring, right? Is that is that right? 
Um, yeah, Tennessee ended up scoring. Um, I mean, in, in leagues where it you don't have a fumble, uh, when it's just fumble lost, there's isn't Sunny takeaway, then he shouldn't have lost plays for points for that. Yeah, no, I know, I he know. I'm six. only in. Yeah, he just didn't get the six. So yeah, I'm 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 mistaken then. Um, but uh, Keenan Allen got the Belichick treatment. Um, probably could have seen that one coming. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., my start of the week, did not come through here. Didn't even see the targets that I thought that he would see. Uh, neither did Denzel Mims. Uh, only saw three targets in this one, 13% target share. So, um, you know, Mims I'm willing to put off to the wayside. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. has a matchup here against Las Vegas. Uh, Phillip Rivers is dealing with that uh, toe injury and you know, they're on their third string left tackle, so uh, it might be tough there. But what are you doing with, with, with these young guys, Greg? Um, yeah, Mims, I mean, you, you weren't really – like if you had him and he was giving you value, that's probably a plus for you, which you were picking as. Uh, I think as far as <clears throat> Michael Pittman Jr., I you know, I have T.Y. Hilton mentioning for the, the waivers. I think he's, you know, coming on of late. Uh, and I think, you know, it's not solidified that Pittman is probably the number one anymore. Yeah, I mean, we all, we obviously know the receiver position. It's so dependent on so many different things in terms yeah. of targets and the matchups and all that stuff, and, and, and it could flip-flop on any given week. Uh, I, You know, I, I'm going to stash Pittman and, you know, hold him on my bench and play yeah. him in case I, you know, I need to. I need to, maybe I need a flex or um, have an injury at the wide receiver position because uh, mat- his, his matchups are really good. I mean, he gets Houston again. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty soon so he goes vegas houston so um you know he's he's definitely intriguing to me down the stretch and he's a hold for me um but moving on to this tight end position man and somebody who i knew they'd have a good day because uh, tight ends have been killing the jets all year but not the day like he had man 200 yards receiving i'm talking about darren waller 38.5 yes, fantasy points and half ppr scoring uh, according to Ryan McDowell, this was the sixth uh, high, the sixth highest scoring uh, fantasy uh, tight end performance by uh, by a tight end or fantasy performance by a tight end. Um, so, Darren Waller, thirteen catches, two hundred yards, two touchdowns. Greg, what'd you make of this performance here by Darren Waller? Yeah, at one point you're just expecting Derek Carr to throw it to this man. You you're surprised why this, he doesn't get more, even more catches and targets and everything. He's so good out there uh, as a you know receiver playing tight end. Uh, and I know they just got they just got him listed there, you know, as a tight end. But they just cheating out there. I just <laughs> so uh, Darren Waller killing. Um, yeah, you expect this. Hopefully, he can hold you down in the playoffs. If you have him, that's an automatic edge. Yeah, I was going up against Darren Waller today, or you know, this weekend, and. I basically saw my matchup uh, at the, by the one o'clock games, and by the first quarter, Darren Waller had already had eighty receiving yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, "Yep, I'm pretty much going to lose this league today." So that's where I'm at with that league. Um, but the tight end two on the week, no surprise here. Uh, Travis Kelsey, twenty three point six fantasy points and half PBR scoring. Eight catches, 136 yards. Uh, the first tight end in NFL history to have five straight 1,000-yard seasons. Uh, he's basically a wide receiver listed as a tight end. Greg, what would you make of this performance here by Travis Kelsey? Oh, yeah. I mean, no surprise. Usually, I'm going to have few, fewer, fewer words for him because, you know, this is the most expected thing in fantasy. Uh, it takes really 13 reception, 200-yard, and two touchdown day just to beat him out. So, yeah, he, he's amazing, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, man, definitely. And the tight end three on the week, man, almost caught him. Almost caught him. Uh, Logan Thomas, 20.3 uh-huh. fantasy points and half PPR scoring. Nine catches, 98 yards, and a touchdown here against the previously undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers. Greg, what did you make of this performance here by the former Virginia Tech quarterback, yeah, this is definitely, definitely a project that came out right. I mean, this is a guy that's uh, probably the waiver, you know, tied another year, been on and off of it all year. But if you, you've played him in the right weeks, he's really come through for you. Uh, and the only thing I'm upset about is that he beat out Mike Kosecki, my start of the week, for top three. 
Yeah, man. Uh, that was that was tough, man. Mike Kosecki was holding it down for a hot minute. Uh, Logan Thomas just had to sneak him out. But you know what it is, Greg? It's because I was going up against Logan Thomas. So true, true. I ha- in our League of Extraordinary People, because it, it would only be right that I'd have to go up against the tight end three, the running, the uh, wide receiver two, mm-hmm. and the wide receiver three, mm-hmm. uh, the running back three, uh, and uh, the quarterback five. Uh, and uh, Josh Allen, probably somewhere around the quarterback one right now because we play super flex. So it was only right that that uh, Logan Thomas had to be in the top three. <laughs> uh, but rounding out this top 12 of tight ends, uh, Mike Gusecki, the tight end four. Uh, Greg, your start of the week there, so that's a great call. Uh, the tight end five, Dan Arnold. The tight end six, Michael Pruitt. The tight end seven, Cole Komet. The tight end eight, TJ Hawkinson. The tight end nine, Robert Tunyon. The tight end 10, Tyler Higby. The tight end 11, Eric Ebron. And the tight end 12, Jared Cook. Uh, Greg, what do you make of this performance here by uh, these tight ends, man? Uh, yeah, definitely Mike Gusecki, Logan Thomas, uh, TJ Hawkinson. Just every week tight end one, man. Steady horse that he is again. And uh, Cole Komet, you know, we, we talked about how Jimmy Grant fell off the earth. Uh, seems like Cole Komet is giving you some weekly value now. Yeah, man, I was saying it, um, you know, when we were talking about that game, that Cole Komet was running uh, more routes than Jimmy Graham. And so he he might be over, might be having a change of the guard here with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. So yep. um, maybe, you know, Cole Komet, the, the second-round rookie, maybe it might be his time here. Um but yeah, don't forget Robert Tunyon, man. I mean, uh, he's he's been in you know basically every week tight end for you outside of that three week stretch where he was dealing with that high ankle sprain. But um, you know, Jared Cook also intrigues me though as well. If uh, you know if Drew Brees does end up coming back sooner than we thought with that rib injury, um, and then Eric Ebron, man, he's been steadily killing. Yes, he has uh, for the last few weeks. So. I mean, I don't know what his waiver. Um, he, I know he's not available in any of my leagues, but I don't know what his waiver situation is. But he's somebody that, if he's available in your league, you should you should add him because this you know this Steelers team is essentially a basketball team right now where they just get the ball out to all five eligibles. Yeah, um, he is currently, unfortunately, he's eighty four percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. Um, it's definitely. So he's definitely not available in majority of leagues. But, yeah, uh, I love the Steelers team watching them play offensively. They really just don't run the ball anymore. It's literally like five-yard passes every time. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Um, and as we never do any honorable mentions here at the tight end position, but we we will do some jags at the tight end position. And the first jag, Greg, and I know this one. I know you got to – I mean, I guess you're going to forgive him because of the uniform that he wears. But Hunter Henry – <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's more because of the the position he plays. Uh, I you know wouldn't be surprised if what if he like finishes in the top twelve next week, like right back. You know, the whole entire Chargers team, you know, played horribly. Yeah, I knew it. But he will be a New England Patriot next year, though, so that'll be interesting. Oh, that'd be awesome! Really? Oh man! Because, uh, Don't get me excited. Oh yeah, that. I I yeah, uh, Bill Belichick. Uh, after you the game, the bottom? had a very long talk with oh, yeah. Henry. Ooh, I like it. I like <laughs> it. When you have someone, Bill Belichick raves about you, and if you have more than probably a five-second conversation with him, maybe then you definitely like him. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then Jordan Akins also did not come through for us this week. I mean, he was somebody that uh, I was high on this week with the suspension of Will Fuller. Thought that Jordan Akins could make an impact, so he did not come through. And I, neither did Kyle Rudolph as well, so he didn't come through either. Yeah, no. Straight zero. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we're not going to get to waivers. We're not going to do waivers tonight because, obviously, uh, well, sorry, sorry. We are going to do waivers yeah, tonight yeah, 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 because, yeah, obviously, uh, waivers is not going to run till Wednesday because we got Tuesday night football, but um, we still got to – cover the waivers 
ahead of Thursday night football. And the next time we'll talk to you all is is uh, ahead of Thursday night football as we do the Thursday night preview. So before we get into waivers, let's just jump through some of these injuries. Uh, Cam Akers alluded to it before, dealing with a shoulder injury um, ahead of Thursday night football versus New England. So that's something to watch there. Uh, John Gruden said he doesn't expect Josh Jacobs to play in Week 14 versus the Colts. So uh, Devontae Booker, who uh, obviously probably should be a jag on this list, um, but did see volume, so could come through for you. You know, in in Week 14 potentially against the Colts. Uh, Antonio Gibson, uh, he suffered a toe injury very early in this game here against uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. Um, J.D. McKissick showing up there with 9 or 10 catches there. And then, um, you know, Peyton Barber taking that early down work. Uh, but in terms of some COVID news, uh, the the, Indi- or the uh, Carolina Panthers have, have shut, shut down their facility uh, due to some positive tests. Uh, wide receivers Curtis Samuel and D.J. Moore were both added to the COVID reserve list. So uh, they will, you know, obviously be, uh, you know, be uh, out for... Uh, however long it takes for them to either be happy or be healthy or, or uh, get a positive te- or get negative test. Um, and then uh, there's no more bye weeks. So uh, don't have to worry about that. But Greg, which, um, I guess, which running backs are we looking at on the waivers this week to help us win these playoff matchups? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, again, every week, you know, it does become more slim pickings, but uh, we definitely can find some people. Um, I think these are all more injury dependent uh, as you alluded to those injuries. Uh, AP, though, I think is still got to be on this list. He's 48% rostered, um, but we said he could be in play this week uh, with the Bears being banged up, and he, he got really the work, the goal line work, got 16 carries, 57 yards, but got the two touchdowns. Um, you know, he'll continue to get 15 to 20 carries a game, uh, and the majority of the goal line work uh, until Swift is completely healthy. Um, and I think that can give you some RB2 value, some high-end RB2 value. Uh, you got to continue to cover Swift's uh, injury and his status up to game game time because they do play Green Bay, and I know it's said it's a good matchup for Aaron Jones, but that's also a good matchup for the Detroit running game as well. Uh, and then as far as the injuries, if – you know, Antonio Gibson, if that's going to be long-term uh, uh, or at least for a short-term as far as this week, J.D. McKissick has got to be a guy you have to go get. Uh, he's also 48% rostered, um, but he got 10 of the 10 targets. He caught all 10 uh, for 70 yards. Uh, Antonio Gibson left the game. Uh, should be just become automatically the safest option uh, as that PPR back. Uh, he'll instantly give you uh, great flex value, I think, uh, and even some uh, you know low in RB2 value. Uh, and then if Frank Gore is also out, Ty Johnson, uh, I think with the concussion, you know, he had 22 carries, uh, 104 yards and a touchdown. Uh, they got a good matchup versus Seattle next week. Uh, if Frank Gore is going to be out, he can give you some RB3 value as well. Yeah, no, I like the Ty Johnson one, 22 carries, 107 yards. Like you said, that, that was really good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough this week. Might be slim pickings. What about, uh, you know, are you interested in Edo Smith, Brian Hill at all? With Todd uh, th- Gurley being out? I'm interested in Edo Smith. Uh, I mean, I think of the three, I mean, with Todd Gurley being, you know, uh, injured as well, you know, that knee popped up again. Uh, I think they're going to rely on Edo Smith as far as the productivity opportunity. So um, if you give you the best chance as a deeper leagues and if you really need a running back, um, Edo Smith is the guy. Yeah, I mean, and then with Cam Akers dealing with the shoulder, we we obviously know Daryl Henderson uh, dealing. He he could be dealing with a knee injury there as well, or at least he dealt with one during the game. Um, are you looking to add maybe even Daryl Henderson or Malcolm Brown uh, if Cam Akers is unavailable to potentially go in this one in this game against New England? Well, I know Daryl Henderson is definitely rostered. He's looking him up. He's seventy six percent rostered. Um, because I mean, most so most people definitely have him. Malcolm Brown, though, um, if both of those guys are gonna be banged up, uh, he's definitely a guy you could look to because he'll definitely get you know the lead in carries and he'll definitely get the the work as far as the goal line work. I mean, they do play the pass this week, so it might be a tough uh, tough start for him. Yeah, if I mean, if he's him. gonna get that volume, if he's gonna get that volume, though, I'm I'm yeah. I might be in on it um, yeah. with Malcolm Brown. Um, 
All right, what about the wide receiver group, Greg? Uh, which guys there is going to help us help us with, uh, advance in the playoffs this week? Uh, for me, I mean, first I, I'm gonna have to take T.Y. Hilton. Uh, you know, he's surprising that he's actually like on a waiver wire uh, thing that you know we thought we ever come to this point. But uh, he's two straight games, got at least five targets, 80 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, had a season high 11 targets Sunday. They have a great matchup versus Las Vegas uh, next week uh, on the outside. Rivers continues to play better as long as he can stay healthy. I think he can give you some good flex value wide receiver three value next week. Um, other than that, Tim Patrick, he's 21% rostered. Uh, he's been the most consistent receiver for Denver. Uh, four, four, uh, four targets, four receptions off those uh, targets, but he got the two touchdowns off those. Um, seems like Drew Locke is looking to him in the red zone, which is great, and looking to him in general as that wide receiver outside of Noah Fant, uh, the main pass catcher. So he could also give you some glowing uh, wide receiver three value as well. Kiki Cutie, um, 20, 27% rostered, uh, doing it against Indy too. Got nine targets, eight receptions, and 141 yards. That's awesome. Um, you know, he does have Chicago and Indy the next two weeks, but he did it against against ND1 and Deshaun has to throw it to someone so I think he can provide also flex value as well um, for you in the playoffs here uh, and for deeper leagues you know those guys uh, yeah, deeper in PPR leagues you know 16 team leagues uh, guys you could add um, that got high target number Rashad Higgins he's 8% rostered they finally you know Baker was able to finally hit him uh, Cam Sims we talked about early he's 0% rostered but he got 9 targets um, there's a lot of guys that you can uh, go get Quintus Cephas uh, you know, we mentioned him. Uh, he was able his usage is going up every week. And with, you know, Galladay continuing to be out, uh, I think, you know, he could be a guy that can come up late in the year in deep leagues. Uh, Colin Johnson as well. Back-to-back weeks where he's been involved with six targets and over 60 yards receiving. Uh, and, again, Nelson Aguilar is probably the other guy uh, in 12 teams that can provide for you. Yeah, man, I like that. That's a, quite a list of receivers that could potentially help you out this week. Yeah, yeah, uh, obviously there's definitely you know, a lot of receiver help that people are probably going to need. So I'm um, just giving you a lot of options here. Yeah, man. And, and as we know, receivers uh, could depend on a lot of things like high totals and the matchups and, and things of that nature there. So um, what about the uh, tight end position, Greg? You know, what guys are potentially out there for us to help, uh, for, for, you know, to be able to help us out this week? Uh, first and foremost is definitely have to be Logan Thomas. He's still 40% rostered in Yahoo leagues, which means that he's out there and, you know, majority of them, he's got to be owned in more than 50%. I think close to over 60. Uh, first of all, he's, you know, he's going to be one of Alex Smith's main guys outside of Terry McLaurin, uh, got nine targets, nine receptions, caught all nine of them, um, 98 yards and a touchdown. He's been balling the last couple of weeks. You know, um, I think he's yeah definitely the number one option at the tight end position uh, for the waiver wire. Uh, and secondly, uh, Cole Komet, um, 1% rostered. He's definitely out there. But if you were the Jimmy Graham owner, I mean manager, or just you know need a tight end in general, and you couldn't get Logan Thomas, Cole Komet is probably a guy for, out there for you, um, leading that Bears tight end position in the, the snaps, the targets, and receptions. And uh, Anthony Ferkser, uh 9% rostered. Uh, he did get seven targets, You know, caught five of them, got 51 yards, uh, and he's they got Jacksonville next week, so it's definitely a good spot for him. Yeah, man. I mean, tight end, slim pickings as it always is. Uh, Greg, what about the uh, quarterback position this week? I mean, this one shouldn't be as slim pickings. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- there's definitely you know a lot of guys uh, that did well this week that have some tough matchups. Like Baker does have Baltimore, so uh, it might be a little uh, tough for him. But I'm going to go Phillip Rivers, continue to ride that wave. Um, they got Las Vegas next week in a huge game, actually, for both teams. Uh, 40, he's 40% rostered. Uh, they go 27 for 35, 285, and two touchdowns against Houston. Uh, now this is three straight games for Phillip Rivers with at least 250 and two passing touchdowns. Uh, that puts you in automatic streaming conversation every week. Um, again, I mentioned they go against Vegas, who you know basically lost to the Jets. So uh, they're definitely in a good spot for the Colts' offense. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, you know, on the bye week, uh, if he's able to play, you know, we he came out with that that game at the end of the you know <clears throat> uh, before the bye week with the undisclosed injury. It did look like something in his arm, like it was looked like he was dangling it almost as he was coming off the field. But if he's okay, you know, he in the last three weeks he was he finished as the QB six, the QB ten, and the QB sixteen. So he was providing great value, uh, and he's got Denver next week. Um, and that you know defense is vulnerable if he's able to come back and be healthy. 
Uh, and then the desperation ad, as always, um, Mr. Trubisky, he didn't come for you this week, but again, the matchup is very juicy next week against Houston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch is 13% rostered. Uh, and it's really more about the, this matchup. Houston is horrible against the QB position this year. Um, you know, the attempts were down. I think the more the game plan was for to give it to David Montgomery, uh, he did go from 46 attempts down to 34 Sunday. Um, maybe, you know, go back to, to passing the ball more against this Houston defense. Yeah, I mean, David Montgomery scored two rushing touchdowns. Cordero Patterson scored a rushing touchdown. Yeah. That's yeah. Dave, that's Tri- Mr. Biskey's three passing touchdowns right yeah. there. There you go. Yep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I, I like I like that there, Mr. Biskey against Houston. Um Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a tough week this week, man. I mean It really is. Uh, it really is, man. <laughs> Uh, a lot of a lot of tough matchups. Uh, some some guys in some bad spots. Um, somebody else I would look into adding would be Drew Brees, man. Um, I mean, when you consider, uh, you know, the fact that he could potentially come back, and you know they've, they, I mean, they've got a game against Philadelphia, um, but you know. Maybe down the stretch, especially in two quarterback leagues, if he was dropped, I think he's somebody that could provide some value for you down the stretch. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, they're definitely not gonna you know ride this hot hand or ride. Uh, you know, just like Teddy Bridgewater, he was six and zero, but the moment Drew Brees was healthy, he was right back in there. So definitely gonna go have to get him, and because uh, he'll be that 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 value, the guy. Yeah, I mean, and if he's back, then Jared Cook would intrigue me as well too. So. Yep, uh, that's absolutely. something to note there. So if he's available in your leagues, uh, make sure you keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's all we got for uh, the recap and the waivers. Um, everybody, thank you for listening. Uh, if you could please rate review the podcast, that'd be great. Uh, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FF Diagnostics. Follow Greg on Instagram at We Underscore Made It. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at JRFootballNerd. Um, we will talk to y'all for our Thursday night preview, our streams of the week. Uh, have a good one, everybody. Hope you uh, you know are prepped for this week. And uh, let's, get at, let's get after it and get these chips. All right, y'all. We are out. We are out.